Welcome to episode 127 of Hustle and Pro. I'm your host, Kelly Walker. Our guest today is FC Dallas defender Nkosi Tafari. Did I say your name close to correct? Yeah, no, definitely better than 94% of population probably. So. Oh, I'll take it. A plus. Okay, I'll take it. Well, uh, for those of our listeners who don't know your name yet, um, you are a defender for FC Dallas. And just so you know, these are some of my favorite interviews. I think you're my eighth FC Dallas player. So you're in good company. Reggie, Edwin, Eddie, Ryan, uh, uh, Tanner. I'm going blank now on some of the others. But I love talking to you guys. And I'm a longtime FC Dallas fan also. So that helps make it fun. So thank you. Welcome. And thanks for taking time to talk to me today. Of course. Yeah. Thank you for having me. So I want to just sort of start with where we are right now in your career. We're recording this in early October and in the middle of this season. Um, but you came to FC Dallas, let's see, January 2020, I think was your when you got drafted in the MLS Super Draft. Um, you were at with NTSC for six or so games, right? Six and points. then we started seeing you here first team in Frisco. And the way I see it is there were, you know, all these, all these pieces of the back line were moved with Reggie leaving. And then early in this season with an injury with Matt Hedges and some things just sort of shifted and changed. And we started seeing you more and more. So tell me from your perspective, how did this play out for you to get to this point? Yeah, it all came together very quickly, but I, I more or less saw it coming together. Actually, you could ask some of the staff members and a few guys on the team. Um, I kept just like, I was injured maybe three separate occasions actually in preseason um, to where I just wasn't playing. Um, and I was just like, yeah, just wait till June. Like June is going to be uh, the start of my progression. Just I'm just waiting until June at this point. Because um, I knew like in May, we only had one game a week at this point. We were the first six games were one game a week. Um, and I knew once we started getting into maybe two games a week, um, a hectic, more busier schedule, that uh, things would probably start to change. Rotations would happen. Um, so I was like, all right, I'll just wait till June for my progression. Um, so then this was maybe like late March, early April. Still, I'm just like, yeah, I'll wait till June. Like it's, I'll go through April, May. Um, and I'll get there. It's just like, I can't be rushing him back from my injury. Um, and then it probably was, the team had an away game to Colorado at the end of May uh, to where we were about to go on our long international break for about three weeks that we're actually in right now. Matt like walks in next day on crutches. Um, I think in the locker room, I'm like, wow, that's that's interesting. That, that came out of nowhere. Um, Cause he played the last game uh, and didn't like get hurt or nothing. There wasn't but, like a noticeable you know, yeah, injury that happened on the field. Yeah. Playing, it wasn't like talked about and I watched the game, didn't see anything. So I was like, okay. Um, and then this is also at the same time that Bersan had uh, been sent back to Brazil to get his green card. So the only two at the club were me and Jose. Um, so it was just us two, but this is the start of June and Bersan's visa was supposed to be processed maybe around like the seventh they were sparking start doing it then um but it's a long process so he actually ends up coming back on he flies home on the 18th back or flies home from home back to texas yeah. um on the 18th uh we have our game on the 19th and then matt's still out and brisson's out so me and him me and Hafe are the only two center backs um and i wasn't sure probably until maybe the thursday before the saturday game is when I knew, but like the three weeks going up into that, started getting a feel of like mentally, I was like, well, there's no one else here. Right. So I should serve sort of myself more so than usual. Uh, maybe they play a guy out of position, but it's seemingly like I'm uh, here. Um, and then, yeah, I made, made that first game. Uh, and then a few days later started again against LAFC. 
Um, and I actually wasn't supposed to start that third game against the Revolution when we came back home because uh, we were going back to a four-back system, and I was just the next man up. Um, but then Jose got, like, a hamstring injury the day before the game, and they, I didn't know until maybe six, and the game started at seven that I was starting. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, yeah. I was just, like, in the locker room, regular routine, just, like, a non You thought you were an 18-man? You thought you were on the sub list? Yeah, like, in the – but certainly as a center back, like, I'm more – I'm more reserved. I know I'm not like about to get subbed in unless somebody gets hurt. It's like I'm here for precaution. Um, last 10 minutes, maybe if we're winning, but it's defenders hardly are getting subbed in in games. Um, but then he they told me like an hour for the game that Jose got hurt. I had to start. Um, I was like, OK, this is fine. And then we actually ended up winning that game uh, and then progressively got the next maybe six or seven due to injuries between Jose and Matt because they were still recovering. Yeah, uh, but sometimes but- that's that's how you know, your spot opens up and you just take advantage if you can. And you did, you've played really well, really solid back there. Um, are you, what's your goal as far as your minutes going forward or what are your expectations for the rest of not much left of the season, but the rest of the season? Um, yeah, whatever's rest of the season, my minutes, not even, I just want to, uh, put the team in the best case possible to succeed. We're in a, a position right now where whatever is best, uh, has to be done. I don't necessarily know what that is, but if that's me playing or me not playing, whatever is best still has to be done. Uh, the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few. So if I have to be on the bench for that, that's okay. Um, I certainly played my fair share, I guess if that's okay to say. Um, but yeah, I would love to play and I'd love to have an impact on the turning around of the season, fighting for a playoff spot. However, whatever is indeed best uh, will fall into place. So let me ask you, since you did play a few games with NTSC, was it weird playing in a baseball stadium converted to a soccer field? Um, it wasn't too bad because they at least they have the uh, soccer field set up. The uh, one field I was looking forward to playing into, but we actually didn't because of a, a like a schedule change was NYCFC Stadium because uh, that's like full baseball stadium. The width is almost I think sixty wide when it's supposed to be like eighty. Um, so I would be like, yeah, how is this? It would have factored into being a really weird, but. The Arlington one is just look up into the stands. It looks funky looking. Right. The things. But um, the, the field shape. does play. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's one of my favorite ballparks. I'm a baseball girl, so I love that old ballpark. Yeah. It's so weird when they said they were converting it. But I like that NTSC got their own space because we were sharing before. And then they were always playing after first yeah, team. And, you know, it was it was hard for them, I'm sure. So I'm curious, you played college soccer, right? You were at UConn a little and Seattle University. So do you find yourself and that experience and with your age, do you find yourself like gelling more with the guys who also had that kind of experience like Munjoma and Ryan and maybe Brandon or the, the guys that are the homegrowns that don't really leave this Frisco system and that are just running right through and they're teenagers and playing all the way through our system here? Yeah. Mm, interesting. I'd say I, because I'm a people person, I like getting to know everyone. And I even, it's almost maybe a little bit more biased to some of the guys who are foreign, because I love to know more about cultures and places I've never been to. Um, so Jose is from Spain, Brisson from Brazil, and we got guys from Venezuela, Colombia. So I talk to them and like Facundo's from Argentina and he's my locker buddy. So I talk to him all the time about Argentina. He's always asked me about like New York. But yeah, he's, he sits right next to me. So, and we made our debut same day. We both kind of were I think once I started starting like the week before 
um, June 19th, maybe like June 10th was when he first got here. And then he was training from then, but he was like, so me and him kind of like been new ish at the same time. So I talked to him a lot about um, just different cultures and stuff. Cause he really likes New York, but then a lot yeah, with Brandon, uh, cause he did a bit of a college. I played against Eddie for like three out of like five years in college. Cause he was SMU guy. Yeah. And we would always clash each other at that conference. Um, and Nikki Hernandez, another guy, cause he was an SMU dude. Uh, so we talk about it in different games and things that we uh, had, but yeah, all the college guys have like a, there's a different type of a bond there. Yeah. Yeah, I would think so. Just, I mean, like you said, you've faced them before and you've been opponents and you're sort of, you've, you've lived that sort of experience together. And then that whole nother international player experience and world that, that are sharing the locker room with you too. So yeah, I do. I bet that's a fun way to, uh, you know, explore other parts of the world and other cultures with guys that you get to spend a lot of time with. Tell me a little bit about why, when you first got here, we knew you as last name Burgess. And now we don't so much. Now we have a different name on the number 14 Jersey. We have Safari. So can you tell us, tell us a little bit about that in your own words? Um, yeah, it was essentially just the name in which I was given. Um, my whole name was given to me entirely. Uh, so going throughout life and my progression just into adulthood, um, I became more aware of the name and its background and lineage. Um, and it was something that like, it, it is my name. I'm not a opposed to my last name. It's more so uh, if I have any attachment to it, it's because of my father. And it's like, I feel it's more his last name and our thing. Mm -hmm. uh, but outside of that, I'm not really attached to it in any way, shape or form. Um, but certainly when I'm on the field, I want to be playing as the person who I am. Um, and I've built everything that you're seeing is uh, I've, I've just, I've done it myself, which is a thing that I love. Um, and it hasn't been really built off the backs of others. So I was like, if I'm going to be playing this game, then I can at least choose a name that was actually given to me. Yeah. Um, so then I felt I could use my first name uh, and put it on the back of my jersey. But like my middle name hadn't been used before. Even in middle school, high school, uh, nobody really knew my middle name. I didn't tell people my middle name. It just kind of sat there as the T. Um, and then I was like, I can, it was like, yeah, I'll use it. It'll look cool in the back of the, the jersey. Um, so then I ended up going with it just for a sense of uh, stability and knowing that it's like, yeah, if I'm going to be building this career, I can certainly do it off the name in which I want to choose. And since I haven't played a game yet, this is perfect time to yeah. implement it. Yeah, I think it's cool. And I had I've never heard of Nkosi before, but I read that it's in the national anthem of South Africa and it means ruler or king. Uh, yeah. Yes. yes. And then so Tafari that you go by. um, you say it derives from Ethiopia, meaning he who inspires awe. And in the Caribbean, people say tough are I, which that's when I first heard you say that I will like every time I see you step out there, that's what I think of tough are I, you know, it's, it's T-A-F-A-R-I, Tafari, but like, yeah. or it looks like Tafari, but I say like in my mind, tough are I, yeah, it has to give you some sense of um, pride, right. And confidence. And because you are your unique self and you're, you know, you chose to put that name on your Jersey. I'm guessing that that you feel that every time you're, you're wearing it. Yeah. It's something that, uh, I mean, same as the number, I wouldn't have wanted a number that perhaps I, I couldn't have chosen. Um, but yeah, just like yourself, I hear the tough RI in my head, whatever it said, but mainly just like in my mom's voice all the time, because she would say it all the time growing up. 
I'm just like, this is the name I gave you. Like you need it. So it was always, I always hear that uh, in my head for sure. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. So speaking of growing up, were you always a soccer kid or did you play other sports? Uh, played other sports, but mainly just to stay active because my parents were always working. So I was like, I'd rather, I don't know, I can be out doing stuff. They wanted me out doing stuff. So I would do any kind of after school sport. I got to the point where I was playing. Uh, I did one in like every season. So I did soccer, basketball, lacrosse and track. Um, just just because I was like, I'm, I'm bored. Um, my senior year, I did track, um, but mainly, mainly soccer. My dad, uh, he played basketball, but my brother also played soccer. Um, so it was just, yeah, mainly I only really played outside of school, only soccer. Outside of school. Yeah. But for school, you were track basketball and lacrosse for school. Yeah. It was middle. You were in the Northeast. So yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. They do that. They don't do that down here. Out here. Not really. Not for school. Our oh. all our costs, like in Frisco area, um, high school kids that play lacrosse play like more in a city level, but uh. zoned by their school, but not like it's not an on campus. Uh. Uh-uh. Yeah. Not yet. We're not there yet. Yeah, okay. We're still focused on lots of soccer kids around here mostly. Oh yeah, football. Football seems to be in football. Yeah. Yes. Can't forget we're in we're definitely in football land. So then growing up in Manhattan, did you have dreams and goals to play um for a new york team um yeah growing up in new york i would have loved uh to like play for nycfc and even when i was younger they didn't actually exist right um so it was like metro stars i was just like a big metro stars fan i loved the jerseys kind of the whole thing they had going on they kind of changed red bull um but i didn't love the idea of red bull because it's like just off in new jersey um so it's like yeah it's new york red bulls but the location isn't entirely in the city um, like I was born in the city. My dad lives in the city. My mom is on Long Island. Like I'm, but I love, like, I love cities. When I was in Seattle, I was like, dude, I love cities. I just, um, so in when my friend playing for NYCFC and I was like watching them actively and I'm maybe sophomore, junior year of college. I was like, this would be ideal. Um, continue my progression, go through the draft, end up here, like sign a contract and then be in my own city. That would be lovely. Um, so yeah, it would have been, it would have been great, but there's only one team out there, very few spots. It's like a one in how many uh, to end up. Like, yeah, it has to work out specifically. Do they have a system like we do where we pull so many homegrowns into our into our um, academy and up through systems that you, did you take advantage of that at all? Uh, my parents never knew what academy really was. Um, it's, no, it's no stab at them. They were doing other stuff, but um, they didn't know academy. And on Long Island, there wasn't actually uh, any real academy soccer that was attached to an MLS club. There was like, I don't even know, you know the name Albertson, if I were to throw that out there, like PDA teams like these. No. Um, yeah, there were not, there was only Red Bull Academy and they were maybe about two hour drive away from where I was. And most times, yeah, they couldn't really even drive me 20 minutes. No, they- and that's not easy. And I mean, you hear stories of, of families that do figure out how to make that work. And it amazes me when, um, when Edwin Cerillo got his contract with FC Dallas, mm-hmm. he and I are from the same small town south of here in Texas. And that just, I, I was just astounded hearing like that his family said, okay, you're like 14, go two hours up North, find somebody to live with, see if you can make this happen. Yeah. And they just take that huge leap. And that's a, I mean, that's a big risk and obviously it pays off when it works out and for him it worked out, but, but yeah, not every family can even, be aware that that those options are out there for you yeah, or or make that a reality. So you went straight from high school to UConn. Yeah. And how long were you there? 
I was there from, I can give you exact dates, July 12th, 2015 to May 10th, 2019. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you know exactly when. Yeah. Time for a question completely out of the blue. How many people have you saved their life from choking in the mall? <laughs> Just the one, honestly, which is still a larger number. That's uh, crazy, right? Yeah. That's crazy. Was that just like a year ago? I feel like it wasn't that long ago that yeah, no, this story like came across. Last year, yeah. March, April, somewhere around then. Yeah. Summer. It was definitely summer. So maybe more June. But yeah, it was last year. Uh, my first year in Texas, like my first like six months. Yeah. You get here and you're hanging out at the food court in the mall and you see a lady, you know, obviously struggling and choking and you just step in and did you give her the Heimlich? And oh, yeah. Yeah. Gave her the Heimlich. Good old... Uh, Memory from seventh grade still working, I guess. Uh, but you locked it in there and went to <laughs> yeah. went to action. Um, That's yeah, crazy. Very wild. Yeah. Yeah, and I saw this story where she came to the to the stadium and thanked you and everything. That's funny. Yeah, yeah. it was good seeing her again. We still keep touch too. Um, oh yeah. Um, yeah, 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 for sure. That's cool. Hopefully, you converted her into a soccer fan. She comes and watches FC Dallas play. Um, and then I want to talk about your, the, the thing that sort of stands out. So besides when you're on the field things, but things that stand out as you guys come into the stadium and, you know, just your other, your personality in life is your fashion sense and how unique you are. Right. Are you tired of everybody talking to you about this? Because you're like, yeah, it's not that big of a deal. Um, to me, it's like, to me, it's like eh, I don't know. I feel like people might overplay it. I don't feel like I'm doing anything crazy yet. Soon, probably. Yeah, I'll start doing some things that are probably just crazy. I standpoint. And then what other people might look at it as like, wow, this is totally outlandish. Um, but right now, I feel like I'm playing it safe. Yeah, I don't think it's crazy. It's it's colorful. And I don't know, you put different things together that everybody else doesn't. No. So it's it's just brighter sometimes or bolder or I don't know, differently matched and definitely out there set up, but it's not like you're wearing it's not like yeah, yeah. crazy things that aren't real fashion or anything. Um, have you been like that your whole life or is that something you've come into lately? Uh, I've been in the the mindset of like not trying to we rewear certain items. Um Ever since, even when I was younger and I had minimal items, it was actually a lot easier to keep track of it uh, than it is now, oddly enough. But when I was younger and I didn't have many clothing, I was like, all right, at least like, let me not wear the same and then try and mix and match different things, see what you can do. But I love, like, love dressing up, doing cosplay. Uh, so it's like game days are like little mini Halloweens where I can just kind of, because outside of that, certainly in a COVID world, I don't go out. Um, I go to the stadium, I come home. And it's like, oh, okay, when well, is it game day yet? No, nope, all right. Then I got training again, go to the stadium, come home. And that's a lot of uh, the cyclic styles of lives now. So when I get to go to the stadium, it's like, oh, love to dress up. Every day, every day life, your clothes are training clothes and you're hanging out in your place and you don't need to get dressed up. Yeah, you got your mini, you get your red carpet moment for yeah. a home game. So uh, yeah, well, it's entertaining. We like it. So so keep it up. We always look forward to see what you're what you're wearing when you show up to the, to the stadium. And thank you for, first of all, taking the time. I don't know if today was a training day or not, but I appreciate you saying yes okay. when I asked for you. So adding you to my list of fun FC Dallas player interviews. 
And like I said, I'm a longtime season ticket holder and fan also. So I'm always out there and rooting you guys on. And my kids love also love watching you, um, not only because of when you're back there playing, but you're creative and fun to watch. And when you were hurt, we also have seen you around the stadium and uh, they've talked to you and said hi to you. And you're very kind uh, to the fans and nice. So thank you for that also. Of course. All right. So good luck with the rest of your season. We'll see you soon. Thank you. Yeah. And thank you for listening to this episode of Hustle and Pro. Do me a favor and review and rate our podcast wherever you listen to your podcast. We'll see you next time.